Sex Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio, and I am Crystal. Always looking forward to my guests and hearing their many, many stories, especially when my guests have a love for food. Yeah. I, I, yes, yes. <laughs> so today I have a musician, a filmmaker, and a graphic designer. He is part owner of the Border Stage, a music distribution and events company behind the Border Stage parties, yeah. right? And in terms of, I guess, I feel like you look at everything in a color. Way. Mm. Even music, you're passionate about the visual, yeah. the audio. That Malcolm guy yeah. is here with me today. <laughs> Welcome to the Groove Cafe. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. How it's are you doing? Honor and a pleasure, really. Aww. I'm great. I'm great. Today has been very somehow, but mm-hmm. this is this is very great. somehow. It's been very somehow <laughs> so until UG. I walked into the studio. <laughs> uh-huh. They are there, as if as if. You know, let's not get into it too much. Okay. Well, yeah. it's lovely to have you it's here. So I want to hear everything in the time that we have. Yo, I wish I we so had a day, tell. but hey. I'll be back. You'll invite me back. Okay, but I do For know you are, you are a Mulago hospital baby. That's yeah. where it all started. Yeah, mm-hmm. ground zero. Okay. Ground did zero. you grow up here in Kampala? Or? I did. Oh, outside country? No, no, no. I grew up here in Kampala. I, I only lived in outside countries in university. Okay. I lived in South Africa for a bit. Mm-hmm. But, hey, man, that thing of moving around also just shows you that everywhere is not perfect and home is where the heart is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everywhere has its own problems. Everywhere has its own... Thank you. But... Home problems, those are the ones that you can at least, you know, you're, you're, you're hip to already. You know the rules without knowing you know the rules, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. I mean, the grass is always greener until you get there. Yeah, sincerely, <laughs> sincerely. <laughs> until you get there. Yeah. So, Aga Khan is school? That's where I was brought up, man, from nursery, primary, secondary. Wow. I thought they'd give me like a special certificate at the end. And then you did IB. Yes, uh-huh. yes. I'm an IB kid. Okay, IB kid. for people who don't know about IB, please <laughs> research. It's very important. Impressive, yeah, and, it's very a lot. Mm-hmm. From a young age, you really have to step up and mm. to think like someone who's already at university critical instead thinking. of doing A level, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. critical thinking, writing essays already, mm-hmm. doing all these, yeah, but also questioning a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know. And I think it doesn't make is sense. Is that the theory in the of knowledge? Exactly, uh-huh, which That's is like junior philosophy. Uh-huh. It's so great, uh-huh. it's so great. Because of that, I took philosophy in university, mm-hmm. and before I left, my uncle said, eh, "My friend, be careful on that philosophy; it will take you far." <laughs> Do you feel like that has fed into a lot of the things that you're doing now and the way you look at the world? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think um, there are a lot of things that we look at on like a very surface level, but when mm-hmm. you look at them much more critically, there's a lot more to them, you know? And I think mm-hmm. my music is one of those things as well. Mm-hmm. It comes across as very... Party is my brand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, up-tempo, chidandali, what? Mm-hmm. But like, I think when you really listen to the lyrics and to what I'm trying to communicate, which I'm never trying to beat people over there the head with. There are layers there. There are layers, there are levels, you mm-hmm. know? And I like for people to be able to consume my art like once, twice, three times, four times, five times, and then be like, oh, I didn't realize that the first time, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Now you see the difference. As other people say my music, you said my art. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It all comes together, you know? Okay. It all comes together. So when did music start? you know scratching you eh, hmm? to be honest it, poking you and it really scratched and poked me really mm. because I'm a filmmaker I started mm-hmm. off really seeing myself as um, even that was first of all an uphill battle in terms of the parents and in terms okay. of kind of convincing okay. the family that mm-hmm. this what, is what did you do in South Africa when you film and media production uh-huh. yeah. okay. Okay. so that was a long conversation already mm-hmm. and then I get back I'm spending a lot of time with like musicians and producers I was dating a DJ at that time mm-hmm. and um, I happened to be at a party where someone was playing an instrumental 
And I started making a joke with a producer friend of mine about how Ugandans love like Jamaican music, mm-hmm. Congolese music, and mm-hmm. all these other kinds of music where we don't know what people are saying, but we enjoy the vibes. It feels good. It sounds you know? good. Mm-hmm. And we flip it sometimes. You know, Lada Mercy becomes Nalumansi, mm-hmm. you know, and we just own it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I found that so interesting where I was like, man, even if we did this thing in gibberish, you know, even if it was gibberish, people would still love it. Mm-hmm. So I started like doing some gibberish freestyles or whatever as a joke at the party. And this producer was like, dude, this is great. You should record this. Okay. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. And slowly, slowly, I convinced myself, okay, if I record this... So before this, that, you had not even considered it? No. Like, I used to write in high school. I used to write raps in high school with some friends. But okay. I honestly only did it just to prove that I was better than them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm being very honest with you. So you're very you. competitive? I, yeah, I'm a very competitive person. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's something that had always itched me. Mm-hmm. But I'd never really given it a chance properly, you know. Okay. So I started this series called "Who the Hell Is Mr. Mankwa." I created this character called Mr. Mankwa. Yes, who was this like '90s dancehall, um, like kind of vagabond character, very mysterious. No one knows who he is. He lives mm-hmm. a life of crime. Doesn't say very much about himself, but he shows up at the club and mashes everyone up with his dancehall tunes. So as I'm making these gibberish songs. I'm starting to build a story in my mind. Mm-hmm. Starting to build a character. I'll maybe do a voice, a different voice on the song, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a character. That's a different character. That's Peter Parrot, who was doing that." Oh and all my the, like, goodness! Little high-pitched ad libs, and then he mm-hmm. becomes a producer, and it just created a whole world around that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that went really far. I I performed at Nyege Nyege as Mr. Mankwa on the blankets and wine stage as Mr. Mankwa. Mm-hmm. I went to Rwanda to perform. It did a lot of really great things. Mr. Mankwa is on GTA Five now. Please tell you me know, about Grand that. Theft like, Auto. how did Grand Theft Auto happen? Oh man! So the producer that I worked with on the Mr. Mankwa project is a very mm-hmm. talented guy called Slickback. Okay. And Slickback in the middle of 2022 put out 60 songs. He put out like a 30 song double album. It was about 60 songs and it makes very electronic music, mm-hmm. right? So it made waves in the like producer in the producer world. Mm-hmm. And the people of GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto, were looking to do like a re-editioning of mm-hmm. the thing. Okay. Of the game with like um, new areas, new songs, new whatevers. New characters as well? New characters, mm-hmm. you know, new missions. The music he put out caught their attention mm-hmm. and then they approached him for it. Then a week later, they were like, hey, we found this other stuff that you worked on a couple of years ago. Um, do you want to like license it for the thing? Mm-hmm. So he hits me up at a time when I'd retired Mr. Manko as a character. Oh my! <laughs> it's so wild. I'd retired Mr. Manko as a character and I was in a place where I was trying to do, I was doing remixes, I was doing retouches, right? Mm-hmm. But the retouches were getting complicated. Mm. Getting people's um, consent to do the retouches on their songs was complicated. Okay. Um, I'd gotten uh, consent to do the Enomic retouch. Mm-hmm. Um, I had worked on a Sirikawa retouch and the next one I wanted to put out was a Diggy retouch, right? Ah. And that started getting a bit complicated and we weren't sure we were going to put it out. Then he mentions, yo, these guys want to put this out. So I was like, Mr. Monk was supposed to be a guy from the 90s. And okay. all these retouches are songs from like the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do a retouch of a Mr. Monkwa song? I don't need anyone's permission. Thank you, it's your own. I don't own. need anyone's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I dropped the feedback retouch. They licensed the song. They put it out in December of 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's been great. That's been um, one of my, honestly, career highlights. But I'm now in a place where I'm really trying to live live down Mr. Mankwa. I'm competing with myself, <laughs> honestly, Christian. That's the thing. Sometimes I created you, a monster. You create this thing and then you're like trying to catch up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I created a monster, really. But that's a good problem to have, it you is know. A good I feel like the very have. person who was able to do that really can do so much more. And I think even in trying to pivot away and be that Malcolm guy rather than Mr. Mankwa, mm-hmm. it's really an uh, attempt to 
be more than that character because as a filmmaker I thought of him as a character yeah. what a very specific story and style and it's a character I definitely want to revisit in the future mm-hmm. that I don't want to make murky with all the other things that I want to do musically okay. you know that was all gibberish and now Christo I have buzz now you know <laughs> I have buzz I have things to say I have things to express mm-hmm. and um Yeah, yeah. I feel like the best of that Mr. Mankwa energy is still there. Mm-hmm. But um I'm right now competing with that guy. So it's time to do more yeah. and eclipse it all together. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, my mission. So as a filmmaker, like you said, you know, you first started looking at everything through the lens of a filmmaker mm. and then with time you found your voice. It's evolved, mm. you know. And it it's grown over time. Mm. Are you still working on projects? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm Different. still developing film projects, mm-hmm. um feature length film projects. Okay. There's a short film that I really want to work on next year. Okay. But music videos has been really the biggest way that I'm expressing that side of mm-hmm. myself. I found that music one really moves you know mm-hmm. i feel like films especially in the independent space sometimes it's a huge challenge in terms yeah. of getting out there getting traction yeah. marketing you know and i feel like sometimes only film people know the films that are made you know mm. i was working for a while making really great short films and i found mostly the film community was aware of them yeah. but outside of that uh, yeah crickets you know mm-hmm. and this music it's only thing, when something breaks through it's nominated it wins yes. awards and people are like oh it first okay. goes those ends and then comes back and ah. people are like oh this is worth our time <laughs> you know yeah but i feel like the music thing has really now been teaching me one about marketing you mm-hmm. know and really moving things into the mass market because um the turnaround time is much faster with music you know the things happen a lot quicker mm-hmm. and i think the knowledge that i'm really gaining from marketing the music marketing the events the border stage party mm-hmm. marketing all these different things is something that i really want to feed into my film life you know because mm-hmm. i don't want to be those guys who make a film it goes to festivals and at home no one has heard of it yeah. you Crickets, know as you no, said no no no, no. Okay, but it is storytelling at the end of the day yeah. so and i feel like okay i mean a feature film mm. of course there's a lot more that goes into it but yes. you can play around with different themes exactly. and throw in so many things exactly. in a music video that exactly. you if you put in a movie people would be like eh you know what's there's happening here you can get away with in uh-huh. a music video honestly there's a lot you can experiment with a lot you can and it's a short experiment as well and you, you can know? actually do things that don't even make sense but yeah. it's all right yeah yeah because it's visually stunning yeah and i think that's honestly going to make even my films better you know mm-hmm. i feel like it's a really great place to experiment try things out and like I feel like I'm honestly finding my voice even more now as mm-hmm. a music video director with the videos I've made the videos I've been developing as concepts that when I do also get back into making feature length films full time mm-hmm. it'll be different it'll be different okay yeah. so tell me about the border stage how okay. how 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 when did this happen why did you decide who are you working with cuz i know it's like a collective effort the border stage uh-huh. so the border stage really the border stage is me my homie wana benjamin and um alim kamali who goes by obahu mm-hmm. and uh, primarily we got together because we're all people who make music and we want to put our music out there but we found most of the arrangements that existed eh, people wanted to take our money crystal mm. wanted to take our royalties they mm-hmm. were asking us for like 35% of any money that comes in That's before anything just to put it on all the platforms you know okay. so we really found a way that if we put our money's together if we put our resources together we could have our own platform where we could keep all our royalties we could keep all our you mm. know all our rights and everything all our copyrights and um the reason why we call it the border stage is because we we're all independent practitioners you know we mm-hmm. all do our things pretty independently on a musical level but at the same time we bring our resources together to create the platform you know mm-hmm. the stage literally for us to be able to 
put our music out there, have a base, have a home. And it's really snowballed into now a party as well, you know. So would you say it's like a record label of sorts, but yeah. that has created its own events, created what, its own opportunities and put out its own stage? I think we're trying to avoid the idea of a record label because a record label is very centralized. Mm-hmm. And a record label, I think to some extent, gives you facilities, but also kind of has some input in terms of creatively what you're doing, where you're going with it, how it's working mm-hmm. out. And in the past, that's another problem that I've also had, you know, where I'm like, I know when my EP is done, you know what I mean? I know creatively when uh-huh. I f- the thing feels ready to go out, okay. when it feels like... And the thing I really like about this, just being a distribution company, is we don't really weigh in creatively with our partners. So you don't need all the bureaucracy. No, 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 no. We just let everyone, let everyone have access to the thing. There's mm-hmm. five acts that are now on the border stage. Mm-hmm. It's um, myself, that Malcolm guy, Wana, Obahu, Nyara, and Isaiah. Okay. And our way is just to really get people to have access to the platform mm-hmm. so that they can put it out themselves in their own time. And those are also the kind of people we're trying to work with as well. There mm-hmm. are many more people who do maybe need some more hand-holding when it comes to that. Our whole thing is like, yo, you come to the stage, you ride your own border. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. You ride your own border. Yeah. Okay, so in this whole process, um, one of the things that's becoming very clear is you kind of want to do things your way. Yes. And just express yourself as creatively and freely yes. as possible. Shout out Frank Sinatra. Okay, <laughs> and before that, you mentioned party. You know, yes. now it's become party. Yes. And as Ugandans, I mean, we're known world over for being for like the party central, yeah. right? So it only makes sense that you tap into that. Yeah. So how has that grown over time? Man, I say personally on a creative level, Crystal, the truth is me, I'm a very... If we talk long enough, you know, we we'll start mm-hmm. talking about politics, start talking about what, mm-hmm. philosophy, all, this, all those things. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've gotten to a point really as I've gotten older where I've realized sometimes that's not the most important thing to front. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think people have enough problems, people have enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, this Uganda is not a very simple place to live and exist in. But when I think back, I'm like, our parents lived through even more difficult times than we did. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the things that really got them through was party you know what i mean yeah was being able to have community was being able to kind of be yourself in a space where the world may be what it is but when you're on the dance floor you're able to sweat and wind your waist and forget your problems for a second thank you, you know? i remember that's all it was about when yeah. i would go out would be dripping with sweat yeah. now i don't know ladies are a little more <clears throat> exactly but there's nothing wrong exactly. with dancing because that's the point of just letting go and experiencing exactly. the music and I think something we wanted to do with the Border Stage Party is one, wanted to bring a lot of different communities together. Mm-hmm. There are so many communities that we work with separately, mm-hmm. whether it's um, the urban community, what's called the urban music community in this Kampala, which also has so many sub-communities, mm-hmm. whether it's the electronic community, which also has its own sub-communities. We wanted to bring them together on a level of saying, we all want to party, you know? And mm-hmm. all the parties in Kampala right now are just branches, you know? They're just like people sitting up at high tables, ordering bottles and looking nice. Thank you. But there's no space for even a dance floor. You know what I mean? All the dance floors are now just full of high tables and like... And if you do boa. get up and dance, everyone kind of first looks at you like, yeah. uh, okay. Boa. <laughs> That's what we say as border stage to that. Boa. Uh-huh. So essentially, we started this party as a way to, one, push our music, mm-hmm. push our, uh, get us to perform more, but then also bring in the partners that we usually have when it comes to making music and doing all these other things into a, a central space, you mm-hmm. know, so that 
their audiences could meet other audiences could meet other audiences could meet other audiences and it's part of the reason why we also keep doing it in different spaces mm-hmm. you know so that we can Each keep going to different, different places place, yeah yeah because we know sometimes we'll do it in this area and guys will say ah man we would have come but you guys were in Nigeria and we'll do it in another place and guys will say ah man we would have come but you know <laughs> and yet we find like slowly as we keep on moving even the guys who didn't want to make it to Nigeria you know slowly starts feeling the momentum you mm-hmm. know they start feeling the energy from the post marketing from the word of mouth and um that's what the border stage party is essentially you when know when is your next event our next event is in december in december our next Ooh. event is in december our next border stage party is in december mm-hmm. we're having a small event at the end of october which is not a border stage party necessarily okay. so what kind it's of an event experience is it? we're calling it scream kampala okay and uh, so mm-hmm. it's a halloween themed event we're mm-hmm. going to be doing it at wild coffee um on the 29th of october saturday the 29th okay okay but the border stage party is essentially a mix of vocalists and djs urban vocalists and and artists such as the people from the likes of bantu vibes the likes of the gang the likes of all these different like groups and affiliations Mm -hmm. and um, electronic djs and artists who are you know affiliated with the likes of whether it's nyege nyege or the likes of anti-mass or the likes of underground kampala Mm -hmm. and i feel like these are all disparate communities that were able to bring together mm-hmm. to have a fantastic and very unique time. Okay. Yeah. So where does someone go to find out more information to get to know where the events are, what's happening? Yeah, so at Border Stage on Twitter mm-hmm. and the Border Stage on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. You'll see our car sign with what looks like a like a road sign. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that's where you can get all your information. Please follow us. Um I'm that Malcolm guy, so you can find me as well on all the platforms such that space Malcolm space guy and you'll get to me immediately on Twitter. Instagram and YouTube. Okay. And your latest single? Mm? Yeah, Nyanyam Bisi. It's so interesting that we first met in a kind of a food space. <laughs> I know. You know. I'm like, you are a food person. 100%. I'm a mm-hmm. foodie in my heart. I feel like actually these days even resist a bit trying to make too many food metaphors and too much whatever about food. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, Nyanyam Bisi essentially is about really love in a time of struggle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um we know the famous saying where there's money love is sweet or you know mm-hmm. but the truth is life happens you know life continues happening life never stops As mm-hmm. a young man I know what it's like to be in a situation where you're trying to hustle trying to grind trying to get ahead but also really trying to be a person and live life and be in love and have you know a relationship and do the things that people do mm-hmm. And Yanya Bisi is really from the perspective of a character telling their both their love interest and or their lover that things aren't easy right now but we can make the most of it mm-hmm. and it's going to be great at some point mm-hmm. in the future you know um, you make your own magic yeah <laughs> conflicts at some point you know what i mean uh-huh. things aren't easy right now the only jets that we're on is a boxer jet but <laughs> at some point we will be on a real jet jet you mm, know we and will get there i feel like rolex guys really in this kampala represent like hustle and ambition mm-hmm. and ingenuity as well yeah. it's such an interesting business model but apart from the fact that it's at such a small scale the margins are really really great so when you talk to a Rolex guy about what you need to start the business mm-hmm. compared to even like a border those margins are amazing amazing and that's why they are like you know what every couple of meters yeah. yet they're all thriving yeah everyone can win everyone can eat and i really love that as an ethos you know i think there's a Rolex guy in all of us you know what i mean <laughs> even if you you yourself are not a chapati seeker sewagala is to call them but i feel like there's a Rolex guy in all of us and i think that ambition and that hustle is part of what makes us Ugandan you mm-hmm. know things are not easy but we're also not easy mm-hmm. 
okay and we we still enjoy life yeah. we find a way. we always yeah. find a way because the truth is crystal life can always be better you know mm-hmm. but i think we always have to appreciate what we have right now mm-hmm. we always have to be content with what we have right now so that even as we better ourselves we're not bettering ourselves just out of self-loathing or mm-hmm. self-hate or whatever but out of self-love you know mm-hmm. out of appreciation for who we are and how much better we can be Ooh, i love that yeah. i love that so is there a project that you are working on right now that we can look forward to yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> things have changed <laughs> things have changed and the thing i really love about music is that you know i feel like film sometimes is a lot more long term in terms of planning mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like thought that goes into it i think about our film for like a year before i make it but music ah life happens you know <laughs> i was doing the photo shoot for nyanya mbisi mm-hmm. if you see the the current artwork there is tomatoes everywhere yes right? you have tomatoes over your eyes yeah. and mm-hmm. But while working on the shoot, um, my colleague Alim, who did the photos, is an amazing photographer. Um, he had the idea for us to blend the tomatoes and have them all over my body, kind of like you know that that um, DMX cover. I think it's for Hell Is Hot or something, mm-hmm. where he's just covered in like blood, head to toe, and okay. shirtless and white background. Ooh. So we're like, yeah, let's recreate that, but with tomatoes, right? We, like blended <laughs> up tomatoes, uh-huh. and um, we did it, and we got this one image that was so great and so stark. That Alim felt like yo, let's use this as um, the actual artwork for Nyanya Mbisi. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. So no, you're gonna hold on to it for something bigger. Uh-huh. Something bigger. And you know what? I it's did put powerful. it out. Mm-hmm. I did put it out as like an initial teaser without any explainer, without any actual lyrics attached to it. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh so, wow. So that's going to be the artwork for. I'm looking at it right now. I'm having a moment. Yeah. My brain is like, okay, what's going on? Okay. There's so many questions at the same time, but right. it really catches. striking, right? Yes. Um. So that's gonna be the artwork for after the party. Party Park was the last project that I put out. Mm-hmm. It was a five-song EP, and it was really me also pivoting away from a very kind of hip-hop heavy sound mm-hmm. to a much more danceable chidandali sound. To be mm-hmm. honest, you know, I incorporated a lot more danceable vibes and that's really become a lot more who I am now in the direction that I've taken on. Mm-hmm. But I recently started making my own beats and instrumentals. Okay, yeah, this and, is exciting. Yeah, and uh-huh. they've all come out very dark and danceable, you know? Dark and danceable. Yeah, dark and very very groovy, you mm-hmm. know? I love the sound that's coming out of South Africa with Ama Piano and the derivative that they made of that in mm-hmm. Nigeria. But at the same time I'm like, "Nah, we need our own sound, you know? We need to be doing our own thing." And it's so cool to be able to kind of do that myself. Mm-hmm. And I need a lot of help. I've been working with the producers I worked with before to like refine those beats into something more musical mm-hmm. but it's still very much what i wanted you okay. know it's very much what i wanted and the image that came out of that shoot the sounds that i've been making recently made me realize yeah i'm doing an album <laughs> that wasn't the plan oh for a while goodness. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah as we speak i'm working on an album it's called after the party it's after kind of the, the sequel of party pack it's party pack part 2 <laughs> and um yeah okay that's exciting soon, we're looking yes. forward to that coming I- soon early next year okay as we wrap up Who are you inspired by right now? I'm sure so many people. Yeah. But for the kind of vision, you know, the people who have that creative expression yeah. and are unafraid to kind of just, you know, yeah. explore. Yeah. Man, I think in different ways, different people are inspiring me for different reasons, mm-hmm. you know. On a musical level, really just here on the ground, man, I really love the sounds of Zex Bilangilangi and I love everything that he's doing, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like I really love the way he presents himself, the way that he communicates um the thing that he's doing, the message that he has and just the quick turnaround as well. I feel like I love his work ethic and his ethos. Mm-hmm. So as someone who's making Chidandali, mm-hmm. I love Zex Bilangilangi. I love that new Fikfa Maker album. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um 
but also in other ways i love the work that for example wonder jr has been doing in terms of creating content and creating a world around the music you know mm-hmm. so you listen to his music but you might have actually found him through a reel on tiktok that was about like mental health awareness and mm-hmm. stuff you know and if you engage with his art you realize that all those things are not contradictory they're all kind of one in the same you mm-hmm. know um julia sese is another artist on the ground who i feel like has been doing a lot of really great like visual work mm-hmm. where the videos and even like the rollouts of the videos the vlogs in between and what not it all comes together so succinctly you know mm-hmm. um i honestly grew up saying i really love and admire kanye west you know mm-hmm. but it's a really tricky time for that right now <laughs> well he's still speaking his truth and he he yeah he's yeah. coming from a real place yeah. there's a lot that the world is throwing at him but he's uh, coming uh, from a real place what we can say for sure is he's not being insincere mm-hmm. <laughs> what we can say is yeah. he's not making it up or being insincere um but i feel like i've always admired people like him Tala mm-hmm. the creator mm-hmm. um right now Doja Cat I think is doing really great work Dochi um these are artists who Rosalia I really really love Rosalia Oh right Yeah do you listen to Rosalia? Yes, yes. I love Rosalia I love how her like the last Motomami album and all the things that she does are so you can't see the thing I'm doing with my hand right now but <laughs> like it all comes together the visuals mm-hmm. the videos the songs the experiences the live videos that she does as well the performances such great like creative I love when someone takes a thing mm-hmm. and really milks it creatively okay. you know in yeah. every which way and mm-hmm. um yeah I really hope that one day you guys will be saying the same about that Malcolm guy <laughs> Well thank you so much for joining me it's been a pleasure having you I think you've given like given us so much to look into just someone listening to this interview I hope you were writing things down by the way <laughs> you'll have to listen to the podcast later you're like oh my god I need to check out this person and that person Next time I come back guys make sure you have a pen and paper Okay <laughs> but thank you so much for coming Thank you for having and me I'm It's excited for you time. looking forward to the album you said early next year yes yeah? yes okay. more blessings i hope i'll see you at the next border stage party uh-huh. and uh, yeah. <laughs> and i come ready to dance and sweat yeah come ready come ready come ready with a towel and running shoes <laughs> okay ask. all right then all right. blessings my dear more blessings thank you so much for having me my pleasure groove cafe